Amazing, amazing. Lovely to see you. Lovely to see you in the room and up in the balcony tonight. Welcome. It is officially December. That means it is officially Christmas time, people. We've made it. All you early adopters who've been singing Boney M since October, shame on you. But the rest of us are allowed now to sing shamelessly for the rest of December. It is officially Christmas time, everybody. Welcome to carols. We've made it. We made it, guys. Through 2020, through 2021, we're still here, everybody. Well done. Well done, everybody. Really, really good job. And uh, I tell you, I think the rest of December, we can hum our way through to Christmas. We can hum all these carols, hum Silent Nights. It's going to be wonderful. Tomorrow, I can tell you, this is my prophecy to you. You'll be at the office. 12 o'clock will hit. You'll be at Excel spreadsheets, and you'll be snowed under, excuse the pun, but with, with, with work. But all of a sudden, you'll start to be hemming, and you'll be just like, oh, take me, humming these, these beautiful carols, and say, take me back to carols 2021. Take me back, you'll say. It's a phrase that I've been saying for a long time, actually, the phrase, take me back. The last two years have been crazy. 2020, 2021 have thrown us one curveball after another, and we've dodged, we've ducked them. It just feels like we're a little bit punch drunk against the ropes. What's coming next? And from time to time, if I'm honest, I say, take me back to simpler times, the year 2019. Anyone remember the good old days? You know, we were Rugby World Cup champions, people. You know, the world, that was, we had reached the pinnacle. We were just on top of the world. We were, we were living our best lives. And we just, the closest thing we knew of a global pandemic was The Walking Dead on Netflix. We just were oblivious to what was coming. And maybe you're here tonight, you're like, take me back to 2019. Or maybe better still, take me even further back. Let's just go back to my childhood, simpler times. I want to, let's go back. Uh, for me, I've been saying this a lot recently. I've been saying, take me back to a simpler time when phones were just phones. And not having the capability in them to launch rocket ships to the moon. Uh, it's not an app yet. Don't go search your phone yet. But I, I know Elon Musk is working on it as we speak. Coming to your phone 2022. Take me to a simpler time when I wasn't inundated with choice upon choice of what to watch on, on, a, on an evening because of Netflix. I just, I, I just have too much choice. I love a simpler time when it was either Issy Dingo or Seven Delon. That's it. Easier times, people. I love it. Take me back to when MTV music television was just that. It was music television. It wasn't just cheap reality TV shows. Take me to a simpler time when a, when a thing called load shedding was just what we would do after our second morning cup of coffee. <laughs> take me back, people. Take me back. Why don't you turn to your neighbor tonight and just tell them, take me back. Take me back. I was saying this morning when I said that the first time, it would only get awkward if you sing next to your ex. But anyway, take me back, baby. <laughs> Miracles can happen at Christmas, everybody. <laughs> Miracles can happen. But more seriously tonight, maybe you're here, and, and, and if we pressed hard on your heart tonight, what you'd say behind the mask, behind the smile, behind the tinsel, and, and the, 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 the allure of, of Christmas time, you'll be praying prayers like this. Take me back to before my marriage fell apart. Take me back, Gabe to before the relationship failed. Take me back to before I said that careless phrase. Take me back before I sent that text in anger. Take me back before I had that fight, clicked that link, lost that job, spent that money that I do not have. Take me back. And today I wanna take us back. In this moment, I wanna take us back to the original, the OG Christmas story. No, not the cute and cuddly, not the fictionalized, romanticized, just an embellished Christmas story that's taken on a life of its own. I want to take us back to the grimy, the earth-shattering, the messy, the, the world-changing Christmas story that's found in the Bible. And I want to help us very briefly by looking at it through four perspectives. 
I'll do this very quickly. Don't worry. Strap yourselves in, people. We're going to go on a, a race trip to the whole of the Gospels. Are you guys ready for it? Miracles can happen. It's happening here tonight. You see, there's four different perspectives. There's four different writers who have a perspective on the Christmas story. The first writer is the writer Mark. And Mark actually bypasses the whole Christmas scene, nativity, donkey, wise men and all, and goes straight to by quoting the prophet Isaiah. This is how the book of Mark starts. It says like this, this is the good news about Jesus the Messiah, the Son of God, just as the prophet Isaiah had written. Look, I'm sending my messenger ahead of you, and he'll prepare your way. He is a voice shouting in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord's coming. Clear the road for him. Mark starts his gospel narrative by taking the people of, of, of Israel, taking the reader back to Isaiah, what the prophet had spoken. You see, the people of Israel had been longing for years upon years for a Messiah to be revealed, and they, after year after year, their hearts had grown dim, had gone faint, and maybe had forgotten what had been spoken over them through the prophet Isaiah. But Mark is reminding them of what the words of God had been spoken over their life, over their existence. Today, I want to help us, remind us, just as Mark did for those early readers, I want to take us back to what God has spoken. You see, it's so easy in this season, so easy to forget what God has spoken. We allow the news headlines, allow, allow the words of the world to become the dictate of our heart. But we want to, this evening, remind ourselves of what God has spoken. Here's something you can take to the bank. God's word will never, I said never, will say never return void. This is the truth for you tonight. And I want to tell you, no matter what COVID throws at us, no matter what lockdowns come our way, financial discouragement, relational turmoil, no matter what lies behind us or lies ahead of us tonight, I want to take you back to the Word of God because the Word of God is never rendered helpless nor hopeless in the face of anything that enemy can throw at us. The Word of God stands tall forever. So this year, maybe the enemy has had his say over your life. Maybe the enemy has spoken words of defeat. Maybe the enemy has spoken words of, of, of depression, of, of disaster over your lives. Tonight, I want to tell you that the word of God will always have the final say. What, the, what he has spoken will come to pass. So today, I want to tell you, take me back to the word of God. Take me back to what has been spoken. Secondly, we see Matthew. The gospel of Matthew almost looks at Mark and says, Mark, thank you for taking us back to Isaiah. He says, that's cute. I want to take you further back. I want to take you further back. I want to go further back, and I want to take you to Abraham. You see, this is how Matthew starts. Matthew says, this is the record of the ancestors of Jesus the Messiah, a descendant of David and of Abraham. You see, Abraham was the father of the Jewish faith. Quite literally, the nation of Israel came from Abraham, birthed out of nothing, birthed out of barrenness, but birthed as a result of a promise. You can go read the narrative in Genesis 12, but what Matthew is doing, he's reminding the, the early reader that actually, no matter where you are in your life, I want to take you back to what God has promised, Amen. that we're people birthed out of a promise, not about, out of our own efforts, not about our own, our own achievements, but birthed based on a promise. Yes. Now, I want to tell you today, I want to take you back, Life Changes Church this evening, friends, family, I want to take you back to what God has promised. I was talking the other day to a, a girl, a very sad narrative who, who got proposed to early in the year and because of lockdown after lockdown, had to have a wedding postponed and postponed and got to the state where actually her fiance came back and said, my heart is no longer feeling the same about you. I want to take my ring back. And with that, her world shattering, her, all the, the prospects of her future, not just that day, but the years ahead, everything, that one symbolic gesture, her world came crashing down around her. Disappointment. And I think that's not just true for her. I think it's a symbolic of, of all of us here present. 
Disappointments in the air. Feels like it's right. That we've almost got used to it. Holidays, dreams, plans being put on hold. Things that were promised not coming to fruition. And everything that our heart had lined up for us not actually coming to pass. I want to tell you tonight that actually we, in the face of disappointment, I have good news for you and I. We have a heavenly father who never breaks his promise. He never breaks his promise. He never goes back on what he has spoken. You see, the cure for disappointment, according to the Bible, is this. The promises of God. The book of Proverbs says, hope deferred makes the heart sick. But the promises fulfilled are a tree of life. And that's what I want to remind us tonight. I want to say, God, would you take us back to your promises? You see, Mark says, I'm taking you back to Isaiah. Matthew says, I'll take you back to Abraham. The good doctor, Luke, is watching the scene. He goes, nice try, guys. Nice try. I'm going to go a little bit further back. He says, I'm going to take you back all the way back to the beginning, to Adam. And this is Luke's iteration of the Jesus genealogy starts with Adam. Adam. And it's this phenomenal narrative where, where Adam, he says, I'm taking you back to the first created human being. Adam represents both man's failure and abject sin, but also God's beautiful design and perfect plan for humanity. And what's so remarkable in this moment is that Luke says, I'm not taking you back to your point of sin. I don't want to remind you of where you failed. I want to take you back to God's purpose. Because in the Gospel of Luke, he says, Adam, who was the son of God, no mention of his failure, but every intention of his purpose. This is so good for you and I, because I want to tell you today, maybe you and I have forgotten the plans and the purposes. In the malaise of the craziness of just trying to keep our heads afloat, trying to make the next payment, trying to make it through to the next weekend, the next day, trying to get your load shedding schedule in order and make sure the meals are prepped. In the chaos of just trying to hold things together, maybe you've forgotten your plan and your purpose that was held in heaven for you. Yeah. I want to tell you tonight that you may have lost your identity, but our Heavenly Father has not forgotten who you are or whose you are. It's never left His heart. And I want to say this, that the thing that was meant to bury you I believe, will become the source of your resurrection. The thing that tried to put the sand, the soil on top of your coffin will be the start of your resurrection story. Tonight, I want to tell you, Luke says this, Adam, the son of God, he does not address you or I, God does not address you or I as sinner, as drunkard, as addict, as failure, as disappointment, as vile. No, he calls us son, daughter, and with those words, he's reminding you and I of our purpose, of our plan from the beginning of the earth. I tell you today, God is saying, I want to take you back to your purposes. Yes. But then I see the final writer, John, watching this whole other thing unfold. And he's like, that's cool, Mark. You take them back to Isaiah. Say, yeah, Matthew, that's nice. You take them back to Abraham. Luke, that's good. Take them back to Adam. But he says, boys, follow me. I'm going a little bit further back. Because John starts his gospel by taking us all the way back we start off by saying, in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. Let me tell you tonight, tell our souls tonight, that before the enemy spoke over your life, before the enemy broke those promises and disappointed you, before the sin that you gave yourself over almost buried and left you for dead, God was there. He went before you. And he wasn't there, and I want to tell you today, he doesn't want to, in this moment, take us back to a, a, a better version of ourselves. He's not just trying to give us a second chance. He's not creating Gabe 2.0. Why? Because I know I'll just fail again. I'll just disappoint myself again. But he has the good news. Jesus is tonight saying, I want to take you back all the way to my very heart. 
You see, we can all in this, in this moment, the prophecies, the promises, the purposes are all beautiful. But if we miss the person of Jesus, we've missed everything. And let me appeal to you, son and daughter of the living God, this is the very purpose you're alive, to know him. Everything else is superfluous. Every other conspiracy, every other headline, every other negativity, every other relationship failure, if you push past all of it, there's a God who's behind all of it drawing you back to himself. The story finds its completion in John 3. A man named Nicodemus walks into an encounter with Jesus, and he's a man holding on to the prophecies, saying, I don't understand how this makes sense. He's a man holding on to the promises and saying, this is what God has said about us, but it just doesn't seem to be coming to fruition. There's a lot of disappointment. He's holding on to the purpose, saying, I think we are chosen people. I think this is what we called for. But he comes to Jesus and says, but Jesus, take us back. Take us back. And Jesus says, if you want to see the kingdom of God, Nicodemus, you have to be born again. And Nicodemus says, you want to take me back to my mother's womb? And Jesus says, no, no, no. Nicodemus, I'm not taking you back to your mom's room. I want to take you further back. To be born again, he says, is not to become a Christian. It's not to become a better person. No, he says, I want to reconnect you to eternal son of the living God, the heartbeat of eternity. I want to tell you, the one who was at the beginning wants to take you and I back and make us brand new. I want us to stand to our feet in this moment because I really believe that there are people in this room who maybe have run far, far, far away from God, emotionally, spiritually, physically, have, have run after things of this world, have allowed their hearts to be tainted by disappointment, by depression, by disaster, by destruction, by sin. But I want to tell you tonight with absolute certainty that maybe 2021 has spoken, maybe your marriage has failed, your habits, your lies, your devastation, your sin have given way to destruction. And I want to say this, you cannot redo any of it, but you can repent. And this is what repentance means. Repent means this, turning away from and turning back to Jesus. Turning away from and turning back to Jesus. Today I want to tell you, take me back to the one who always takes me back. Why don't you say that loud with me as a prayer? Say, take me back to the one who always takes me back. I'm going to pray. Why don't we close our eyes? I really believe in this room, amidst the chaos, amidst the noise and the cries, the spirit of the living God is moving beyond our masks, beyond the sanitization of our hands and finding hearts, hearts that may have felt far, for hearts that may have felt fragile, hearts that may have felt defeated. In this moment, I thank you, Jesus Christ, that you are coming. You're taking us back to what you have spoken. You are taking us back to what you have promised. You are taking us back to what you have purposed. And I thank you, Father God, tonight we say we're taking back what the enemy has stolen. We're not allowing this disaster to follow us into 2022. We thank you tonight that the glory of the Christmas narrative is that the Son of God became the Son of Men, so sons of men might become sons of God. I'm gonna count you three, and if you want to come back to God tonight, no matter how far you've run, maybe nobody even knows, but tonight you say, I wanna come back. Jesus, take me back. 
If that's you tonight, why don't you put your hands up? I'm going to count to three. One, two, three. If that's you, no one else is looking. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. Is there anyone else? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you in the balcony right now. Thank you, Jesus. The hands go back up in the air. They're symbolic of heart saying, take me back to the one who always takes me back. And here's my promise. Jesus always takes you back to take you forward. He always takes you back to give you hope and a future. He always takes you back to say, not to the beginning, but I want to take you to all that I have for you. So right now, Jesus, would you come by your Spirit, awaken hearts, awaken us to what you've spoken, awaken us to what you've promised, awaken us to what you've purposed. Take us back to the one who always takes us back.